2: Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Atlanta, uh, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I bring you the final episode in the Jesse musical career journey. The episode, of course, is on the road again from season eight, episode seven, which aired November eighth, nineteen ninety-four. When Danny finds out that DJ is secretly dating the guitarist in Jesse's new band, Danny forbids her to continue. This episode has a six point six out of ten, based on two hundred and twenty-six ratings. We do have some guest stars. We have Teddy and. Dredus as Mongo, we have John Del Regno as Jocko, and David Lipper as Viper. This episode was directed by Tom Rickard. Writers for this episode, Jeff Franklin and Ellen Goulas. Alright, if you have any trivia, yes, he forms a new band called Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets, a replacement for Jesse and the Rippers. Per the title, On the Road Again is a song made famous by Willie Nelson from the movie Honeysuckle Rose from 1980 and is Nelson's most famous hit. The song the band plays at the end of this episode is a polka version of Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. Warning spoilers... DJ claims that there is more to Viper than being a struggling musician, much like Jesse was at his age. On um, Fuller House, this turns out to not be accurate, as Viper still struggles to be a musician, works at Foot Locker, buys beer for his underage Bosch, and shows up drunk at DJ's high school reunion. Wow. That is a lot. It's a- It just makes me really wonder, it's like, why? Why are we doing this to these characters? Why are you even bringing them back if you're going to do them dirty like that? It's not fair. It's not right. Continuity. the left screen right, twins mouth when the bed starts to vibrate. I don't understand. What about it? I'm confused and concerned. Continuity, when Becky says, you might want to hold that thought. There's a close-up with her arms crossed. The next shot, her hands are in her pockets. Honestly, can we really call this a goof? It's just a continuity. You guys know they film these scenes constantly until they get it right, right? Because, you know, the first scene is not always going to be... The one they go with. It could have someone misses a line or a cue or something just not right on the set. They got to fix something and then you got to do it over again. Every take has to be identical and until they get it, they have to have multiple takes. That's just how it is. Let's see. Do we have any user reviews? All right, here we go. <laughs> I agree with Fried Toasto, too. This is from April 14th, 2021. Gives it a 6 out of 10. Season 8 and being forgettable. Not a fan of Viper. You know what? I agree. But this episode isn't terrible. Meh, I'm on the fence about that. <laughs> I like this setting and Jesse realizing it's not the same as when he was younger. Not a fan of Jesse through just firing though just firing Viper, but then he re- just rejoins and he knows the polka. And his dad is a polka dancer for some reason, I don't know. This episode is just all over the place and not that good. It really, it really just, it's really not that great. But, hey, we needed an episode to finish off Jesse's musical career journey. So, and this is the one that we're going with. This pretty much cements the fact that he's now in a different band. He's created a new band. He's moving on. Notice how none of these cast members, except for Viper, who was only in Fuller House because of DJ, you never hear from the other players again. Mongo, never see him again. The Rippers are there because the Rippers were there for all basically all seven seasons and then in the first episode of season eight they drop him like a bad habit so of course before i officially get into the episode i want to let all the tanner newbies aka new podcast listeners i want to say welcome i want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast soundcloud and itunes slash apple podcast is where you can listen also if you're new I want to let you know this is an ears of all ages podcast, and what I mean by that is anyone of any age can listen to this podcast without the fear of it having inappropriate content, bad language, any of that stuff. And I created this podcast because, for one, I love the show. I love both shows. And I wanted to create a safe space because I know that there are those of us that, like myself, have grown up with the show. Some of you out there have most likely have children that you're introducing them to the show for the first time, and you want a safe space where somebody goes through the episode, reviews it, has fun with it, talks about their own memories, all that stuff. So this is just as much for me as it is for you all, and I wanted to have that safe space because I know there are some Full House podcasts out there that are rated E for expletive. So... And to each their own. Also, if you feel your your kid is old enough to, to handle that, then more power to you. <laughs> also, another thing that sets this podcast aside, uh, apart from other Full House or Fuller House podcasts, is that I don't go episode by episode, season by season. I do episodes based on series. A series of episodes based on a character or a holiday or whatever comes out of my mind. Usually the series can either be, if I got a lot of stuff going on, I'll do a double feature where it's two episodes, or a series made of three or four episodes. Right now, we are finishing up Jesse's musical career journey, which took place during June and all of July. If you would like to email the podcast, you can do so at podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to tell me your full house, favorite full house memories, favorite characters, worst characters, characters you wish we had gotten to know more that were kind of one off characters, characters you wish you could have heard from again in Fuller House, namely, for me, would have been Charles. I would have loved to. Girl Meets World did an episode where there's a character that Corey's older brother Eric was kind of being a big brother to. He wanted to adopt him, but unfortunately he couldn't. So that child was adopted by a couple that already had a child, and they're moving to California. We meet this kid again. He is clearly just out of high school, and... He surprises Eric, and it just, it's it, I loved that throwback. I just, I loved that throwback. And I think, like, Danielle Fishel, I don't think, knew that at all, going, you know, for the episode. So I believe her reaction was 100% real when she found the reveal of that being Tommy. So that was really cool. But, yeah, Charles, I would have loved to have seen on Fuller House just him So I, and just say, Steffi, you saved my life. You know, I was an older, you know, either he could have been adopted or he and his father were able to conquer his father's demons and jump, get through that, that battle that he was fighting and just, they were better for it. I don't know, personally, I don't know, but I just would have loved that closure. Honestly, I wouldn't mind... I mean, we did get a Rusty mention in Fuller House in the New Year's Eve episode, but actually we got a couple of them, now that I think about it, in Fuller House. But even still, it would have been cool. Like, hey, what happened to Cindy and Rusty? We don't know. (laughs) I, I think eventually Rusty would have simmered down at some point. I really think he would have eventually. Yeah. And lastly, like all podcasts do... This one needs support, but again, the only support I ask of you is absolutely free. You just jump on iTunes, you search either Full House or Fuller House, the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupa podcast will pop up. Scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. Or you could do a rating. In a review, you could hit me up with a trivia question. You can use emojis to describe episode titles from either show. Trivia question from either show. Tell me your your favorite character, your worst character, any of that. All five-star reviews, though, do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House fans like yourselves. Currently, I believe that the only two Full House podcasts that are currently in operation, that are putting out new episodes, are going to be me the All My Atlanta Holy Tulip's podcast, and the What's This Full House, which is also a one-host podcast. That is also, an air, I believe, an Ears of All Ages podcast, so definitely check that out as well. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the cold open before we officially get to the episode. Uh, a couple times I've said that and we've wound up without a cold open, but I'm pretty sure we'll have a cold open with this one. Alright, so it looks like this cold open is going to be part of this episode. Jesse and the Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets are, or maybe they haven't come up with a name just yet. Maybe that is a cold open. Jesse's already a dead ringer for a worse outfit. I don't know what shirt this is, but good golly, I've never seen him wear something like this. I pray in season eight, we never see him wear anything like this. I can't even describe it to be honest. It's just, it's kind of, it's a, it's a flowy shirt. It just, it looks like just something that he wouldn't wear. So Jesse's on the drums, and he's got Viper on the guitar. He's got someone on the piano. He's got two backup singers. I can't even tell what this song is. I think it's like Revolution something or other. Revolution Mind? Oh, well, I don't know where this weird guitar solo comes in with Viper, but he loses it. Seriously! This isn't funny. He's breaking a giant floor amp with his guitar. It's a all the heavy metal music videos he's watched, and he's reacting like he, something he's seen at a heavy metal concert. Like he's getting way out. I'd be like, dude, that is that payment for a new amp is coming out of your pay until we get another one because that is you don't. I get it, you get caught up, but that is, and Jesse doesn't even really. I would have been angry. He, he just tells Viper to go walk it off. Girls think it's hilarious, especially DJ, from what we later learned since she's dating him. And Stephanie thinks it's cool. Oh, he just broke that guitar! Dude, what is wrong with you? Oh, that was his own personal guitar. And Jesse finally steps in and says, whoa, 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 because now Viper's jumping on the guitar. Danny... And Becky, look at him like, what is wrong with this guy? And now I kind of understand where Danny is coming from when he's, the idea of DJ dating this guy after seeing this display? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Granted, she's 18, but still. Danny leans down and says, you know, uh, Vibra, I, you know, I I think there's a zoo within it somewhere with an empty, somewhere there's a zoo with an empty cage. Oh no, he wasn't telling to Viper. He was mentioning that to DJ, and DJ's just kind of cringing looking at him because she's like, Are she really dating him, Dad? Yeah, this is what Jesse says to someone who broke his giant floor amp and broke his guitar. It says, Save it for the paying customers. And Viper's excuse is, Sorry, dude. I love this song. It wasn't good. The song, no. Not a fan. And Jesse, like, pulls Viper's head to his leg, kind of patting the side of his head, and he says, I know you do. And Seventy says to DJ, what happens when he hates it? All right, so this was just a, like, hey, guys, what do you think of the new band? They're Oh, you guys are so good. It's like, yeah, DJ, you're saying that because you're dating the guitarist. But, and plus, Jesse's their own Uncle slash brother-in-law slash husband, so they kind of have to say that. Although maybe they just they do think that. I mean, honestly. What did you think of them, Quinny? Huh? She doesn't have an opinion. Lexi says, no, you sound great. You guys have a name yet? Jesse says, yes, we finally picked out the perfect name. I like how when Jesse says the name of the band, he points to himself saying, Hot Daddy, and then the other people, like, and the monkey puppets. As soon as he says, it's weird, it's sick, it's perfect. Oh, so, uh, and I guess this goes along with the, uh, shirt that Michelle is wearing. He's like, Uncle Jesse? He's like, yeah, what's up, Munchkin? And she asks, like, well, didn't you like my name for the band? Uncle Jesse and the Sunflowers, while she's wearing a Sunflower shirt. That, honestly, the Sunflowers part, it just, it feels like a, a band, like, from the 60s. Something like Strawberry Alarm Clock, or something similar to, wasn't there a band in the, like, called Vanilla Fudge, or something like that? Something kooky like that. Jesse and the Sunflowers, it just makes me think of someone who sings, like, a a different version of Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh my gosh, now I'm picturing what it would sound like if they took Puff the Magic Dragon and gave their own spin on it, and I'm, like, cringing in fear. That sounds more like Josie and the Pussycats. And just yeah, I mean, I like the name, Michelle, it's just the band didn't want to wear those big petal hats. Yeah, that makes sense. Who wants to wear a big heavy hat while you're on stage under hot lights? Oh, and that cold—that was a cold open. <laughs> we learned how Jesse. No, that, Jesse. If we all remember from season eight, episode two, "Breaking Away," Jesse trying to homeschool the boys. <laughs> that was uh, that was a no go from the get go. So yeah, he gets a puppet. Puts a. A monkey puppet on his hand, and it's like, it's Hot Daddy Puppet Monkey Boy. Because he's trying to get the kids to stop jumping on the bed. Oh my gosh, that would have been... The, pup, the monkey, the puppet, Five Little Monkeys Jumping on the Bed or something like that. Yeah, that song. See, if you're going to homeschool, because he, he's not qualified to teach that. Joey is the substitute teacher. They could have like, okay, why are you teaching them upstairs where there are so many distractions, you could have just had them at the kitchen table. Boom. There you go. That's what you do.
1: with an empty cage save it for the paying customers sorry dude I love this song I know you do
0: what happens when he hates
1: it All right, guys be honest what do you think of the new band
0: you guys are so good I like it it's really good no you sound great you guys have a name yet
1: yes we finally picked out the perfect name Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets
0: (laughs) it's weird sick it's perfect <laughs> Uncle Jesse? Yes, Shorty? Didn't you like my name for the band? Uncle Jesse
1: and the Sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like the name. It's just that the band didn't want to wear those big pedal hats.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, I just thought of something <laughs> with that name that Michelle had come up for Uncle Jesse or Jesse and the Sunflowers. No, I was just thinking, like, what if Michelle wanted to start up a band with her, Derek, Lisa, and Aaron? And with the pedal (laughs) hat. I don't know why. I just pictured that in my mind. I'm like, I thought that would be very, it would be interesting. Let's just say that. So, he's saying goodbye. This pretty much picks up right after the cold open. Everyone's leaving. Someone named, we got someone named Chucky, Chucky. And I guess I got a big gig tomorrow. And then I don't hear what the the two ladies, what they're the backup singers. I don't know what their names are. But then we got Mongo. And Jesse's like, oh, Mongo, Mongo. Look, do me a favor, right? Try to get some sleep tonight. And I love how Mongo just like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God, they, uh, this is just, it's crazy. I mean. His replacement band for Jesse and the Rippers. Hey, at least when Jesse was with the Rippers, he made it to, but then that was in part thanks to the Beach Boys song with Forever and everything. So DJ's up there washing the same dish for like five minutes. I don't think I've ever seen anyone use this door that leads out to the patio via the laundry room. I don't think, literally, I don't think I've seen anyone go through that door. Which is just weird that they have it there because they already have a back door, at least to the backyard. Okay, uh, sweetie, let me give you a tip. And this isn't from my own personal experience. This is just common sense. If you want to sneak around and you live in a in a house with a family of, like, ten people, you are literally making out... On the porch, where there are windows that anybody walking through can see you making out with, uh, oh my goodness. I just, I don't like this. I don't like her with Viper. It seems like DJ is just settling. I mean, she broke up with Nelson, so she wouldn't settle. But it just seems like they're just, they're subpar compared to Steve. The audience apparently loves this because they're, like, woo, woo, whistling. Here comes Danny rolling in, and he sees this, and he's like, uh-uh-uh, what I saw that display downstairs in the studio with Viper. He's shocked. He's like, I don't want my daughter dating that manimal. <laughs> Dearest, like, like it, audience. It's not that great. It's not like she's making out with Steve. That wolf whistles fireworks, a whole lit-up billboard. This, no. I'm not just saying that because I'm not a fan of Viper. Danny, you could have just walked out of the room, but no. He ducks down below the kitchen island because here comes DJ rolling back into the kitchen after making it out with Viper. He just, he literally, this guy looks like he's at least five years older than DJ like he's in his mid-20s who knows the actor might be okay so she goes okay why are you leaving that door hanging open but she, yeah she just walks through the laundry, la- laundry room and oh, oh that's right because here comes Joey oh, the door oh the door shuts on its own oh that's a thing i'm like oh she left the door open who's gonna close that door nope it's a self-closing door so the moment that danny goes to stand up from ducking down below the kitchen island joey's rounding the corner and yeah that what if you're not expecting someone to be there and they pop up all of a sudden it's like seriously that would probably spook any, especially like if you're just, you know, in your own little world, and all of a sudden, boop, someone's like right there. Okay, so he's like, holy bejeebers, Danny, huh, you had me. That was a good one. Okay, you got me there. Okay, now I'm gonna hide and you find me. I'm gonna try to scare you. Good one,
1: you got me.
2: And Joey gets a. Uh pop out of the fridge. Yes, I said pop. Michigan, <laughs> my roots are showing. Okay, so, yeah, he gets a pop out of the fridge. And Danny says, Joey, look, this isn't a game, okay? I just saw DJ kissing that maniac viper. And, and Danny is like, look, I think they've been doing that for weeks. And I'm going to put a stop to it right now. And Joey, ugh, I don't know whether this was... Joey's mane of hair is like season eight is like a lion's mane of hair, and I'm just like this is the longest we've seen Joey's hair, and I'm just I'm I'm not a fan. I just really not a fan. I'm sure he had the mullet back in season one, but it wasn't overpowering. And then season two, he got short hair, and then it seemed like in season Six. He his hair was short again. And Joey's like, Danny please, just don't make a big deal out. Alright, come on. Yeah, that's that's good logic logic. Nope nothing makes a a kid wanna do something that they shouldn't than if their parents say they can't. Nothing makes a kid wanna do more than a parent telling them they can't do that. And Danny's like, yeah, you're right, Joey. And he's like, yeah, that does make a lot of sense, Joey. And Joey's like, yeah, of course it is. Here, look, I'm going to give you an example, all right? This is the worst example to end all examples. He says, when I was younger, my parents forbid me to eat mud. What? That's an example? What were you, two? And Danny just gives Joey a look like, how did it have I stayed friends with you this whole time? <laughs> and Danny says, and I suppose you defied them. Oh, oh, Ooh! Joey, no. He says, well, let's just say that I missed my high school prom. And Danny looks at Joey like, what? And Joey says, dirt poisoning. Joey Gladstone! What is... You know what? I don't even want to finish that sentence right now. I really don't.
1: Good. Good. Great rehearsal, guys. Great rehearsal. We're ready for a big gig tomorrow. Good job, Chucky. Good job. Oh, Mongo. Mongo. Very, very important. Please, try to get some sleep tonight. Yeah, right. Oh, Mongo. Mongo. and scare you, okay? (laughs) Joey, this is not a game. I just saw DJ kissing that maniac viper. I think I've been sneaking around doing that for weeks. You know what? I'm going to put a stop to it right now. (laughs) Oh, Danny, I wouldn't make a big deal about it. Nothing makes a kid want to do something more than if their parents say they can't. Yeah, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. Of course it does. Um, Look, example. When I was younger, my parents forbid me to eat mud. And I suppose you defied them. Well, let's just say that I missed my high school prom. (laughs) Dirt poisoning.
2: So now we're in DJ's room with Stephanie and Michelle. They're trying to find DJ's diary. And of course, Stephanie's convinced that DJ has a new boyfriend. Michelle pulls a flyer for Uncle Jesse's band out from under one of DJ's pillows on her bed. And Stephanie says, that's it. Michelle asks, she's dating the monkey puppets? And Michelle, yeah, well, she figured it out, but she's, like, halfway there. And Stephanie corrects her, well, I mean, one of them, clearly, but which one is she dating? It's like, well, the logical choice is probably going to be the one closer to her age. That flyer that she pulled out just looks like... An 8x10 glossy of something. That's a flyer? Oh, they really decked this Olsen twin in Sunflower. I mean, sunflower shirt, a Sunflower barrette in her hair. But DJ's coming up the stairs. Michelle scrambles to put the flyer away. And when DJ comes up there and sees Stephanie and Michelle in her room, first of all, your door is hanging wide open. If you're not in your room... You don't want anyone in there. Shut your door. Because she comes up there with her backpack on. Is this later that day? It's got to be later that day. Because why is she wearing a backpack? And DJ says, how many times do I have to tell you little snoops to stay out of my room? DJ, you want to solve that problem? Shut your door. Oh, here we go. Stephanie coming in here. How many times have you, uh, lied to dad lately? Oh my gosh, is this gonna turn into, hey, Michelle and Stephanie Noah about the speeding ticket that you got, so we're gonna blackmail you into letting us wear your clothes and anything else of yours that we want to take. DJ's hair here looks good. Honestly, I really like it at this length. It's just above her shoulders, it's not doing the weird end flip-up, which is good, because that was just atrocious. Ah, these little terror investigators, these little investigators. They're, oh yeah, last night you told Dad you were with Kimmy, but you know what, we're not buying it. Stephanie says, yeah, you didn't get home till 9.30, and at 9 o'clock we heard Gibbler in her, tum- her bathtub singing, I'm too sexy for my soap. Was she yelling it at the top of her lungs? (laughs) These girls are harsh. (laughs) Michelle, what do you got against Kimmy? Michelle says, so unless you were scrubbing her bony back, you were out with somebody else. (laughs) Dang, girl. I like DJ's comeback. She says, get a life, okay? You can split it between the two of you. The writing of this scene is just hysterical. Whoever is writing this scene just <laughs> the insult, the insults the back and forth it's just cool. As DJ is like shoving them out the door like please wait stay out of my room okay? Thank you. Wow DJ <laughs> okay she got crafty. This is smart. She took a book off her shelf. The book has been hollowed out to hold her diary. Interesting. you really didn't want someone to find something that you didn't want anyone else to know about, you would make a way to make it so it does not get found.
0: We gotta find DJ's diary. I know she has a new boyfriend. Look at this. It's Uncle Jesse's band. That's it. She's dating the monkey puppets? It's one of them. But which one? DJ's coming. <laughs> How many times have I told you little snoops to stay out of my room? How many times have you lied to Dad lately? What are you talking about? That's not you told Dad you were with Kimmy. But we're not buying it. Yeah. We'd home till 9:30, and at nine o'clock, we heard gibler and her tub singing, I'm too sexy for my soap. So, unless you're scrubbing her bony back, you're out with somebody else. Get a life, okay? You can split it between the two of you. But
1: i just cheese, please, please, please,
0: please. in your
1: please stay my room.
0: <laughs> huh. They didn't find it.
2: So, it looks like it's time to get ready to head out on the road. They, uh, The roadie they hired flaked out, according to Jesse. And Viper says, well, great. Well, we're we going to find a sucker to haul the stuff for no money. Well, hey, you're, it's your lucky day because your sucker, like, just came in the door. Soon as is Joey is over by the kitchen island, Jesse pounces on him with, Joseph, my very dear friend. I'd be like, okay, what do you want? So here's how they rope Joey in. <laughs> they say, hey, listen, the boys that I'm talking, we realized we need a quality comedian. Open up for us this weekend. Are you interested? <laughs> Joey says, well, wait a minute. i got to check my date book. Who am I kidding? I don't have a date book. I'm your man. <laughs> they start literally loading him down. There's a bag a blue bag on the table that is, like, the length of the kitchen table. They literally load him down with everything that probably weighs more than he does. And he's like, oh, should I open up with my Joe Pesci and this and that? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, sure, why not? I noticed over Joey's shoulder in the, uh, kitchen island area where the stove is, Kimmy's hanging out there, and when Joey says, I don't have a date book, I'm your man, we just see Kimmy kind of smile at that, I think that's more like Andrea's smiling at that, oh, I didn't even see Michelle and Stephanie sitting there at the kitchen island, cause Stephanie's got this look of, okay, Joey, you're a sucker, He's like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, Joe, do you think as long as you're uh, you're coming along, could you carry some stuff for us? He's like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, oh, yeah, do a little Bob Hope this weekend. And, of course, Joey's like, I can't do a Bob Hope. But they're literally, all of them are just loading him up with a guitar case, a black duffel bag, that large kitchen table-length blue bag, And a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, Pesci as a potato. He's done that in that um, episode with DJ with the SATs. So Danny says as he and Becky are coming down the stairs because the boys got their overnight bags. And Danny's like, Becky, it's just a weekend. (laughs) do You need all this luggage. And Becky's like, this, as she holds up the bag, is my luggage? What you're carrying is all Jesse. That's all Jesse stuff. Becky wearing I. This has got to be Jesse's leather jacket. I, oh, she. She's also. She's wearing a uh, blue overalls with like a cream white long sleeved top. And I just. I. I just think it's cool. Like she's wearing her husband's jacket. Oh, here we go. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad that you and the boys are coming. I can't wait to share the thrill of the road. Um, Here's a question. Is she going to be like, hey, Jess, is there anything on this itinerary, this road trip that says time with family? <laughs> is she going to pull that? No, probably not. <laughs> He says, he is like building it up so much for memories in his mind and building her up. So her expectations are going to be so high and only to be let down. I don't, I think she just wants to be with him. She doesn't, you know, it's not a big deal to her. He says, you'll see what I've been talking about. Every day is like, it's like an adventure. Well, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't like Jesse's manila folder colored jacket. It's not great on him. Oh, he's... we see the boys there, and Jesse's like, you're going to love it. I'm so excited. Let's hit the road. It's not like they're taking a tour bus. Are they taking multiple vehicles? Oh, no. Nikki or Alex, I can't tell which one's which, says, let's hit the road. And Jesse's like, all right, you heard him. Let's load up. Oh. Guys, I'm sorry. The roadie I hired flicked out. I'm trying
1: to find another one. All right. Where are we gonna find a sucker to haul all this stuff for no money? Hey guys. Joseph. Joseph, my very, very dear, good friend. Listen, the boys and I were talking, and and we realized we need like a quality comedian to open up for us this weekend. Uh, You interested? Well, I gotta check my date book. Wait a minute. I don't have a date. Fuck, oh, I'm your man. Yo, we're gonna have so much <laughs> fun. Right, sure. hey, as long as you're coming, uh, could you could you carry some of this? Sure, stuff sure go. like I got a... some new bits. Oh, great. Right. What are you gonna do? Do a little I'll Bob uh, Hope this weekend? Yeah. yeah, that'll be wild. Yeah. Wow. Great. What else you got? I'll do uh, I'll do Joe Pesci as a potato. What are you gonna do? Scallop me? <laughs> yeah, funny, yeah. That's funny. I'm thinking now we're gonna mash me, pal. Oh, that's gonna be funny. Oh, no. You're gonna be funny, Joe. Becky, it's just a weekend. Why do you need all this luggage?
0: Well, only this one's mine. All the rest are Jesse's hair care supplies.
1: I'm back. I'm so glad you and the boys are coming along. I can't wait to share the thrill of the road with you. and finally see what I've been talking about all these years. And every day is like it's like an adventure. You're going to love it. I'm so excited.
0: Let's hit the road.
1: You heard him. Load him up.
0: Come on, guys. We'll follow Daddy.
1: I'll help you guys out.
2: So... While everyone's up getting the vehicles loaded up, Mongo comes in and says, Hey, DJ, Viper says, hang a sec. He wants to talk to you. And outside we see Michelle and Stephanie peering through the window. And they think that DJ is involved with Mongo. Stephanie says, all right, we have a winner. And Michelle says, Mich- DJ's secret boyfriend is Mongo. And then she makes this face like, Ugh. And then she continues saying, like, oh, if they get married, she'll be Mrs. Mongo. Stephanie adds, yeah, and if they have kids, they'll be Mongeese. So Mongo comes out with uh, more equipment to load up, and then he's like, oh, Viper, as he kind of thumbs into the kitchen, like, DJ's waiting for you. Viper, like, runs in, says, hey, babe, and just flies into that kiss with her. He asks, like, hey, you going to come up and see me play this weekend? And she says, I mean, I want to, but I haven't figured out what I'm going to tell my dad yet. And Viper says, hey, how about see you Monday? And she says I, to Viper, I want to tell him I don't want to necessarily kill him. And Viper is the one that wants to tell Danny the truth. Of the, Look, DJ, I hate sneaking around like this. All right, we care about each other. And he says, I think we ought to tell your dad where we're at. Dude, I don't think he's going to see him, Danny accepting him. Not with how he was before. It's just, it's fueling Jesse's, it's fueling Danny's whole image of what a rocker is. Because remember, he, he spent the last, like, seven years with Jesse. He knew what, Je- Viper is like what Jesse was in season one. Kimmy comes in with her awesome jacket. She's like a watchdog, cause she's like, "DJ, cool it. String bean at twelve. String bean at twelve o'clock. is then your dad is right behind me. You need to stop." The thing is, neither DJ nor Viper know that Danny witnessed them kissing, so Danny knows. And Danny's like, "Uh, Viper. Hey, look. The guys would like to see you out there." Away from, you know, in here. Oh, and there just happens to be a bag of cookies there so DJ can use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm just giving Viper the cookies I baked. For the band, you know, no monkey puppet in particular. So Viper takes a bag of cookies, turns around, winks at DJ, and of course he's not watching where he's going, he runs right into Danny. And Viper's like, how you doing? And Danny says, <laughs> I'm dandy just basically like, get out of my house. I don't want you here. I don't want you around my daughter. If I were Danny, I would have spilled the beans. He is going to spill the beans in just a moment, I believe. No, he didn't. Oh, no, that's right. That does come later.
0: DJ, Viper says hang a second. He wants to talk to you. All right, we have a winner. DJ's secret boyfriend is Mongo. Ooh, if they get married, she'll be Mrs. Mongo. Yeah, and if they have kids, they'll be mon <laughs> Viper.
1: Hey, babe. you You going to come up and see me play this weekend?
0: I want to, but I haven't figured out what I'm going to tell my dad yet.
2: How about see you Monday?
0: I want to tell him, not kill him.
2: Come on, DJ, I hate sneaking around like this. We care
1: about each other. I think we ought to tell your dad where we're at.
0: Siege, cool it. String being at 12 o'clock.
1: Viper. Hey. Uh, the guys would like to see you out there, away from, uh, in here.
2: Hey.
0: I, I was just giving Viper the cookies I baked. For the band.
1: No monkey
2: puppet in particular. How you doing? I'm Dandy. Good. So DJ asks Kimmy, like, Kimmy, what are you doing this re- weekend? And Kimmy says, oh, I'm going to the landfill with my paw to shoot rats. And I don't like DJ in this scene. She's, she tells Kimmy, wrong. You're going with me to see Viper. I'm like, DJ, no. Why should she have to be your cover? Better spend time with her father. Her parents never, ever want to spend time with her. And Kimmy pleads with Dee, but Deej, it's father-daughter weekend at the dump. Free ammo. And... DJ says, look, Kimmy, I know you look forward to this every year, but you've got to come with me so my dad won't be suspicious. Deej, he is already suspicious. He already knows. Kimmy finally agrees to go with Deej, but it's interesting because, you know, Kimmy's got a car. DJ has her license, but she doesn't have a car to take. And Kimmy says, okay, but any roadkill goes home to Pop. Eh, No, you leave the roadkill on the road where it belongs. The city will come and take it away.
0: Kimmy, what are you doing this weekend? Going to the landfill with my Pop to shoot rats?
1: (laughs) Wrong. You're going with
0: me to see Viper. No. But Deej, it's father-daughter weekend at the dump. Free ammo. (laughs) Kimmy, I know you look forward to this every year, but you've got to come with me so my dad won't be suspicious. Okay, but any roadkill goes home to Pop.
2: <laughs> we got a piano riff as we're seeing it's nighttime and cars are driving on the highway. So we hear, uh, we hear Jesse right outside the hotel room and tell Becky, like, Beck, this is the best part of the road, the motel life. He's staying at the same motel. He's got in the same room. It's like, it's number eight, my favorite room. Check it out. He goes to open the door, and the nightstand is literally... You can't open the door all the way. He finally pushes the door open enough to shove the nightstand with the lamp on it up against the wall. So at least he and his luggage and the kids and Becky can come in. There is a poster board with ice machine on the wall. How run down is this place? Oh, just wait till he turns on the light. It's, uh, it's pretty bad. And Jesse's like... See, look at that, isn't this, and then he turns on the light, we see a picture frame as, that's kind of askew, uh, another lamp on a nightstand against the wall that is also askew, I'm guessing that's supposed to be a TV that's strapped down to, uh, an end table, that's... I would not sleep in that bed. I wouldn't even I would get my money back. Granted, you probably can't. Oh, look, there's an AC in the a wall AC. Wonderful. There's also a giant picture above the bed of the ocean hitting the rocks with the moon shining above. Go over to the TV and then one of them is going to climb on that dirty, disgusting bed. Jesse's like, Yeah, it's nice. And Becky's like, Yeah, it's uh, charming. Although I'm guessing there are no mints on the pillow. And Jesse says, No, but there's a a lifesaver stuck to the lampshade. Because right above the light, oh, you can even see the wallpaper. It's just dingy brown smudges. And Jesse I probably left it there years ago. (laughs) I like how he says everyone come on in, and the boys and Becky are already in there. I thought he was, like, inviting Joey and Viper and the rest of the band. Like, that room is not very big. I'm sure there's not even a bathroom in there. Ugh! That... Curtain has so much dust on it. Ugh. Even Becky's like, oh, that's a look of horror and disgust on her face. He says, oh, it seems a little uh, funkier than I remember, but the best part is the view. So he opens up the window shade, the blinds. It's just a brick wall. He says, you're going to love the view. There's this beautiful lake, and then he opens, and then there's a... Brick wall with a neon flashing sign. Well, that's going to get old. Not to mention, don't you think if there were a lake near this place that you would have seen it on the way in? Granted, by the time they get there, it's dark, so they probably can't. But even still. Eats and gas. That's the neon sign. That only part of it is being lit up. The eats parts. (laughs) It's what's lit up. eats and gas. Okay, that sign is lit up. All right.
1: hell like number eight my favorite room check this out come on, guys. see look at this isn't this uh nice it's charming
0: although i'm guessing there are no mints on the pillow
1: no, but the, there's a lifesaver stuck to the lampshade <laughs> i probably left it there years ago come on in everybody come on in have some fun. All right, boys. Very good. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it seems it's a little, little funkier than I remember, but the best part is the view. You guys are going to love the view. There's this beautiful lake. Right behind that ugly wall.
2: Here comes Joey, logged down with the guitar case with... That giant kitchen table-length blue bag and anything else they loaded him down with. And Joey says, Manny says not to leave the equipment in the car. Seems this neighborhood's not as nice as these lovely rooms would suggest. Well, I wouldn't be leaving the equipment in the car. That's expensive. You'd have to get it replaced. And granted, it's not like he could just go online and check the hotel reviews on Google. Or TripAdvisor or whatever, or Expedia, to see what the recent reviews are, he probably would have steered clear if he could have done that. It's not like he can call up the hotel or motel and say, hey, uh, how are your rooms?" You know they're not going to tell the truth. <laughs> and I've been probably been clean since the late 80s. And Jesse actually, why are you putting this stuff here? And Joy says, well, because we got five guys sharing a room half this size. And Becky just kind of gives Jesse a look like, Jess, should have just kept driving. We could have found another place. And either Nikki or Alex is like, Can we watch TV, Daddy? Both are putting their hands together. Please, 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 please. So Jesse's like, yes, 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 you can. So let me grab the remote, which is tied to a cord that is also attached it's attached to a cord that's attached to the nightstand and, and Jessica's like oh yeah i mean <laughs> that's good thinking me because why would you want to carry a remote around why would you want a remote you could carry around with you why would you i mean you're just you're laying on the bed you're right in front of the tv do you really need to take the remote over to the television i don't think you do and Jesse's, or one that even works for that matter, is he's pushing buttons on it. You need a quarter to work the TV. What in the world? Get out of that slum shack and go start driving around and find another place to stay. That is unacceptable. I wouldn't want my kids. I wouldn't put myself on the disgusting-looking bed. So she pops in a quarter, and the bed starts to vibrate, and the boys start getting freaked out, thinking it's an earthquake. Have the boys been through an earthquake? Because otherwise, how would they know? They must have been, like, through a mini one. Because why would that be their reaction when a bed starts to vibrate? They both start holding each other. <laughs> Becky has to comment, like, no, boys, it's, it's not an earthquake, okay? It's a vibrating bed. They don't know what that means. And Becky's like, yeah, it seems like the wires are crossed. So it's like... Okay, so if that works the bed, then what is... If a corner in the TV turns the bed on, then what does the coin slot that's attached to the headboard do? And apparently it flushes the toilet. You need a corner to flush the toilet? Get out of there! Ew! How much did a headroom cost? Five dollars? Apparently Joey's gotta go because like, oh, anyone got change for a 20? No.
1: Manny says not to leave the equipment in the car. (laughs) Seems uh, this neighborhood's not as nice as these lovely rooms would suggest. Why are you putting it in here? It's the only place it'll fit. We got five guys sharing a room half this size. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> just grab the remote. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good thinking. Why would you why would you want a remote that you can carry around with you? Or uh, one that even works for that matter?
0: Oh well look, you need you need a quarter to work the TV. turns
1: the bed on, then that's
2: a good thing to know. Anyone got changed for 20? So, Danny is using a vacuum for the girls' room, and Comet's just laying there, and Danny goes "Ah, ah, ah." and the doll kind of looks like Uh Uh-huh. What? Oh. Okay. So he assumes the position. He stands up. So Danny can get all the dog hair that's on that area rug. So Danny's like, okay. And the dog's like, oh, okay. It's done. Okay, great. So he he lays back down. So I don't... (sighs) I don't get this. DG's like, hey, Dad, Kimmy and I will drive to... Are gonna drive to go see Uncle Jesse. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks. See you. And Danny's like, what? No. Uh uh-uh. uh Get back here. And he like, you must think I'm stupid. I know that you're going to go see his band to see Viper. She says, we'll get a room tonight and come back tomorrow. Get a room where? Are you old enough to get a hotel room on your own? She's thinking she'll dr- they'll drive up to where Uncle Jesse- I wouldn't. And then it's like, Uncle Jesse, can you g- get me a room? I'll pay you back. Because I don't think she's old enough. How old are you going to be to get a hotel room or motel room? 21? Maybe he's 18. In that case, maybe she is old enough. I'm like, hold it. And she says, oh, don't worry. We'll pay for gas. So she's taking Danny's car. I'm like, you ain't taking my car? girl? Yeah, he says, you must think I'm completely clueless, DJ. I know you're driving up to see Viper right now. He says, I know all about you two. I saw you kissing the other day. Nice job trying to hide that, by the way. If you're trying to be stealthy, you might want to try a little harder next time. Making out on the porch in front of the kitchen windows. Not a good look. DJ Tanner! She says, Cause he says I saw you two kissing the other day, and she says, "Well, why were you spying on me?" And he her, "Well, why were you sneaking around?" Like he's basically answering her question with a question. Like, mm. "I'm like, girl, it's not spying if you're in the kitchen full view, and you can look out the windows and see that you got you and Viper making out." I mean, come on, anybody who's anybody who walks in on a situation that's not spying. Yeah. And her answer to his question of why she's sneaking around, she says, because I know how you feel about Viper. I'm like, girl, how much do you know about this guy? She says, you're always putting him down. You called him an animal. Well, judging on his performance the other day, I'm not surprised that Danny went that route. And Danny said, I mean, I know sometimes, yes, you shouldn't judge a a book by the cover, a a person by their appearance or whatever, that you should get to know them. And he says, Deej, look at him. He's the reason they invented restraining orders. And she says, see, you doing it again. And he tells her, I don't think he is the type of guy you should be going out with. And she says, Dad, I'm almost 18. 18! Almost 18! That is not 18. YOU CANNOT BE GETTING A HOTEL OR MOTEL ROOM WHEN YOU'RE 17! WHAT YOU DOING? AND WHAT'S HE DOING? HE'S GOTTA BE AT LEAST 21! GIRL! Piper ain't got nothing going on for him. I don't find him attractive. I don't see what his appeal in DJ is. I guess she's a sweet, nice girl. And she's a uh, an attractive young lady, but... She is in high school, so it's not like he's a 45-year-old guy trying to chase after someone who's 27. So what is his appeal? Because she's there, because he's in her uncle's band, and she's like the closest female in proximity, so he doesn't have to, I don't know, I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's like she's scraping the bottom of the barrel since Steve. First Nelson. I, in this turn, I would prefer Nelson over Viper 110%. Yes, Nelson doesn't have much of a personality. We didn't get to spend much time enough with him to be able to really garner anything or have him develop a personality. But... I don't like him, and I, I'm that adds to it later in the episode DJ's Choice. When she s- says, I'm almost 18, I'm like, well, guess what? Almost 18 is not 18. She says, I'm a senior in high school. You can't tell me who to date. He says, I'm not telling you who to date. I'm telling you who not to date. Again, can we ask Pam Tanner, Pam Tanner, Hey, what do you think about your 17, not 18-year-old daughter dating someone who is clearly at least 19, 20 years old? Maybe even 21. We don't know his age, but clearly he is not in high school. Here's another thing. What if he were closer to her age and in high school and in Jesse's band? Would she be into him then? And she says, see, I, I knew you'd flip out. And he says, I'm not flipping out. He says, and I'll tell you another thing I'm not doing. I'm not giving you my car keys so you can drive up and see this guy. And DJ just tosses Danny's car keys on the dresser and says, fine, I'll go in Kimmy's. Joey's words. The more you tell someone not to do something, that's all they can think about. Yep. I mean, if I were Danny, I would have started, like, asking more points. Like, okay, DJ... Tell me about Viper. Tell me, what do you see in him? What do you like about him? What do you know about him, actually? His dating history? Any of that stuff. Because all she sees is a guy in a tank top with Raptor distressed jeans. He plays a guitar. That's not her type. Maybe it's for a hot second, but come on. We know DJ. She likes guys like Steve. Danny says, ugh, now I'm flipping out.
1: Thank you. Okay. Hey,
0: Dad. Okay, if you and I drive up to see Uncle Jesse play, we'll get a room tonight and be back tomorrow. Thanks, see ya. Hold it. Oh, don't worry, we'll pay for gas.
1: DJ, you must think I'm completely clueless. I, I know that you're driving up to see Viper right now. I know all about you two. You do? I saw you both kissing the other day.
0: Why were you spying on me? Why were you sneaking around? Because I know how you feel about Viper. You're always putting him down. You, you called him an animal.
1: DJ, look at him. <laughs> He's the reason they invented restraining orders.
0: See, you're doing it again. I just don't think he's the kind of guy that you should be going out with. Dad, I'm almost 18, a senior in high school. You can't exactly tell me who to date.
1: I'm not telling you who to date. I'm, I'm telling you who not to date. See,
0: I knew you'd flip out.
1: I am not flipping out. I'll tell you another thing I'm not doing. I'm not giving you my car key so you can drive up and see this guy.
0: Fine. I'll go with Kimmy's.
1: Now I'm flipping out
2: Manny's Motel. This place looks so dingy and nasty. Ugh. It looks like, I mean, I'm sorry, it looks like some place that someone could get murdered in. It looks just really, and even though it's dark, even though it's dark, there's still the lights outside the doors. I just, ugh. I'm not trying to knock small, you know, private owned run motels. I'm not knocking them. I'm not, but I just, there are just some that you, I mean, when you're driving around, you just like pass like, oh, that motel, oh, I wouldn't stay there. Wouldn't stay. It's all about, honestly, the outward appearance of a hotel, what it looks like, maybe even the signage. I mean, if you don't make reservations, you're like, just let's find a motel. You're going to judge it based on the outward appearance. Straight away, because you don't even know what the room looks like until you go and make a reservation. When after you make a reservation, and and, and it's just, see, that's what I, that's what I like about being able to book a hotel. You go through the reviews, and yeah, yes, anyone can lie in a review. I look at the recent reviews. I, I look at the stars. Just. I want something clean. I want a continental breakfast. I want free Wi-Fi. I want a little mini fridge. Not stuff that has stuff in it, just a little mini that you can put your own stuff in. You know, and just, yeah. I also want the sheets to be clean, the floor to be clean, the bathroom especially, 110% clean. Because if you think about it, you're paying to sleep on a bed that somebody the previous night before has already slept in. They've already showered in the bathroom, used the toilet. All that stuff that you're using, someone, many, 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 many someone has used prior to you. Great. Now that's what you're probably going to be thinking about when you check into a motel or a hotel. How many persons before me is used this toilet? How many persons before me is taking use the shower? How many persons before me has slept in this bed? That's why do your research when you want a good hotel. So Becky's created a game for the boys. Because <laughs> apparently she's run out of quarters. Because <laughs> one of the boys says, earthquake is fun, mommy. Yeah, because you see her... Just pushing up and down on the bed. And she is just... She is like, got no energy. <laughs> Poor Lori Loughlin is just like, ah, oh, I resorted to this. <laughs> Anything to entertain. <laughs> Little goobs. Oh my gosh. And just, what they got her in is just overalls. Like, Bib overalls with a uh, a white thermal long sleeve shirt underneath. <laughs> she says, ugh, yeah, I wish I bought brought more quarters with me." You didn't know you're gonna be staying in this dump. <laughs> it's not a king size; it's a queen size bed, probably even closer to a full. And I'm just like, "Ugh!" All four of them are gonna be in that. Ugh! It's just I feel bad. I wouldn't touch the bed with the, I would not be in that room. As soon as I see it that way, I'm like, we're leaving. Keep it, keep the money, keep the money. We'll take our business elsewhere. Oh, Jesse, again, is fighting with that door against that nightstand. And he's got a bunch of, like. Snacks and stuff. You've raided the vending machine. Do you check the expiration dates on those snacks? Because I assure you, if the room looks like that, when's the last time a vending machine person has come out and filled those snacks? Oh, they taste like 1988. As <laughs> dinner is served, and he throws a bunch of like candy and bags of chips on the <laughs> bed next to the boys. And Becky's like, Cheesy Puffs cupcakes and candy? And Becky asks, what happened to Eats and Gas? And Jesse says, yeah, well, I mean, there's plenty of gas, but Eats was closed. 1989, so like five years ago. And one of the twins is like, candy for dinner? And Jesse says, no, son, you know the rules. No candy until you eat your cheesy puffs. That's
0: like fun, mommy. <laughs> yeah, wish I brought more quarters
1: all right uh, dinner is served
0: cheesy puffs cupcakes and candy what happened to eats and gas
1: well there's plenty of gas but eats was closed in 1989 candy for dinner no son you know the rules no candy until you eat your cheesy puffs there
2: you go oh get joey viper get out of here that's for the kids. Because Joey takes it right out of Jesse's hand. It's like, you're taking food from kids. They need that disgusting nourishment. You don't. Cheetos. Oh, and Becky's like, well, where are the rest of the monkey puppets? And Joey, oh, yeah, they're back in the, at the room thing Earthquake. Okay. So, Vibra says, Jess... You were right, man. I mean, life on the road is totally cool. And Jesse just kind of looks at him like, are you nuts? You have not lived. You need to get out more. He says, Viper, wake up and smell the mildew. He says, this is nothing like it used to be. Everything has changed. I'm like, well, you're older. You got a family now. You don't have the Rippers with you. So, yeah, I'd say a lot has changed. You stayed at this motel that probably was not that different than when you stayed there before and your memory is hazy because you're remembering how it used to be when you were like 22 and you had the Rippers and you guys were just, you know, being crazy back in the day. It's been a bit, you know, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna misremember stuff. Everything was fun back then because you were young and you made it fun. Now you're looking at everything with a critical eye. And Jesse says, everything has changed. Well, except for the sheets. As he looks down at the bed. Becky tells Jesse, like, Jesse, maybe, honey, maybe you're the one who's changed. Yeah, she's says, let's face it, I mean, this place was never Caesar's Palace. I don't even think I put it in line with Motel 6. Now, Super 8 isn't bad. That I like. Um, another one we've been staying at on the reg- Holiday Inn is the one we've been staying at on the regular for a handful of times before that was Super 8. Both relatively good places to, to stay. Um, I don't know. As far as Days Inn might have been one that was all right. Um, but you, know, you we just we stay at a chain. We stay at a... Uh, chain restaurant up uh, restaurants <laughs> no uh, chain hotels just because yeah he's like it used to be fun now it's it's it's, it's gross and jesse says i don't know what what's happened to me i'm like well you grew up and you had a family for one thing so there's that you don't have the rippers anymore so that's and half your bandmates are hanging out in another room from you guys. You're not, you're a family man now. You can't be all crazy, partying, breaking stuff, listening to music at the top volume and just being crazy. You can't do that anymore. That's not who you are anymore. Make it or not, people eventually evolve over the course of like five to ten years, we hope. That's just life. You can't act like you're 16 when you're 42. Not that Jesse's 42, but even at, at like, 33, you can't do that. Joey, look who's talking, Mr. Four Years Older Than Jesse. He's like, you got old, man. What? He's squinting at this Cheeto. It's like he's trying to find an image in the... He and Viper both are looking at the Cheetos like they're expecting to see, like, a face pop out of it. And Jesse's like, you're right, Joe. I mean, driving up here, I have my left blinker on for 62 miles. Why is he responding all these cliches about everyone over the age of 50 in the 90s? I mean, what's next? I'll be wearing my pants up around my chest? I don't know anybody that does that. Like, running around asking kids to pull my face. You know, I didn't realize until I was an adult. Or maybe it was that Simpsons episode I watched. The futuristic one where Homer was, well, the thing is no one ever did pull his finger. So I still didn't get the the appeal of the joke, but apparently you pull a finger and someone farts. That's that joke that I've heard for years and never got the, the end result of that joke. That is like the worst payoff ever. That is a joke. Now, the finger trick thing, which, I don't know how you do that, I guess, with the, that, now that is interesting, that, the finger with the movement the, over the thumb, and then it looks like, like, you, uh, lost the top of your thumb, or whatever, that is an interesting trick, but the pull my finger, hear me toot thing, no, and now Jesse's, like, oh, I got this ringing in my ear now, it's. It's like, that's the phone. I didn't it see, it's been so long since I've seen this episode that I thought Jesse had like a early 90s cellular phone on him, but no, it's the hotel room, or the hotel manager calling, putting in a call from Danny. Oh, I knew I smelled cheesy pup goodness.
1: Yeah. <coughs> Where are you, Jeff? There you
0: go. Where are the rest of the monkey puppets?
1: I'm back in the room playing earthquakes. Jess, you were right, man. I mean, life on the road is totally cool. Hey, Viper, wake up and smell the mildew. This, this is nothing like it used to be, you know? Everything has changed. Except for the sheets.
0: Honey, maybe you're the one that's changed. I mean, let's face it, this place was never Caesar's palace.
1: It used to be fun, you know? Now it's... 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 It's It's gross. I don't know what's happened to me. You got old, man. You're right. You're right. I did get old. I mean, driving up here, I had my left blinker on for 62 miles. What's next? I'll be wearing my pants up around my chest, running around asking kids to pull my finger. I got this ringing in my ear now. It's... The
2: Telephone. Danny gets a hold of Jesse and says. Hey, look, DJ's on her way up there. just want to give you a heads up. And Jessie's like, well, so she's coming up to see the show. That's great. What's the big deal? And Danny tells him, well, no, she's not just coming up to see your show. She's coming up to see Viper. They've been dating. A look that Jesse gives Viper. His eyes narrow at him. And then he just gives us like, he just smelled curdled milk. Sneer. I'm like, if you think about it, I mean, he's been helping raise DJ since DJ was ten years old. He's known her since she was a baby. So it's almost like DJ is like a daughter. It's like the idea like, no, I wouldn't want one of my kids dating this guy. And Stephanie and Michelle, because he shouted and Danny shouted for Michelle and Steph to get down there, like get down here right now. And. Stephanie reacts like there's something like "Damn, what's going on he says get in the car right away okay and Michelle asks for juice like can I get some juice before we go and Danny's like no no beverages we're not stopping for anything get in the car and Danny tells Jesse like Jesse I'm coming up there right now and Jesse says Danny please calm down calm down take a deep breath and he says no very, that's good. Now, the most important thing, uh, the most important thing is, Danny, don't do not do anything rash, okay? And as soon as Jesse hangs up with the horn, he says, oh, Viper, you're fired. And Viper says, oh, sorry, dude, I didn't know it was your cupcake. Well, it's in his room. He paid for it. It's technically for the kids to be eating, so they have something to, to eat, even though giving them that much sugar is probably not going to be good for them. And Jesse says, well, it doesn't have anything to do with a cupcake, dude. You know the rules. No dating my family. And Viper says, there's no, no rule about that. And Jesse says, oh, yeah, you're right. All in, okay, all in favor, you're out. And he tells Viper, oh, yeah, and stay away from my niece. And Viper says, look, you can throw me out of the band, but you can't tell me who to date. He says, you can throw me out of the band, but you can't tell me how to live my life, okay? I'm like, dude, she is 17, and you are at least over 20 years old. And Viper says, I'll see you, Pops. He's over 30, come on. And Jesse just kind of scoffs as Viper walks out the door, Pops. Oh yeah, give me back my cupcake. And you just hear the Bladder against the wall hits jesse on the nose a couple splashes on his shirt
1: talk to me jess dj is on her way up there right now steph michelle get down here so dj's coming up to see the show what's the big deal well she's not just coming up to see the show jess she's coming up to see viper they've been dating <laughs> girls get in the car right away okay
0: can i get some juice before we go
1: no 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 beverages at all we're not stopping for anything get in the car let's go let's go let's go look jesse i'm coming up there right now dang 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 please now 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 calm down take a deep breath very good now listen the most important thing is don't do anything rash okay okay viper you're fired (laughs) sorry dude i didn't know it was your cupcake nothing to do with a cupcake dude You know the rule, no dating my family. There's no rule about that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, all in favor, you're out. (laughs) And stay away from my niece. Look, you can throw me out of the band. You can't tell me how to live my life, okay? I'll see if pops. Pops. And give back my cupcake.
2: Thank you. So we're at Jocko's, and Joey's testing out the mic on stage. And we got this... Guy smoking a cigar, clearly he's the club owner. His I guess that is Jocko, the one who owns the club, and he's surprised to see Joey there because there's a confusion some confusion with the when Jesse's band was booked. I guess they sound similar to another band. Guy blows cigar smoke right in Joey's face. And mind you, this guy is, like, head and shoulders shorter than Joey. And he says, I hope you're not planning on singing crud like that tonight. And Joey says, oh, no, actually, I'm the comic slash roadie. I'll be opening for Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets tonight. And the guy is going to be like, what is this monkey garbage? Tonight is polka night. I booked Big Papa and the Polka Puppies. Oh my gosh, that would be so adorable. Little golden retriever puppies dressed in lederhosen. <gasps> oh, that was so. Oh, that would be so cute. Can you just picture it? And the puppies like dance to polka music. Oh my gosh, I'm envisioning it right now and it's so adorable. And Joey realizes there's been a horrible mix-up. Well, did you book this venue? For Jesse's band, because if you're a side manager and you they need to like find someone else. And of course, this guy's like, oh, it's gonna be horrible. Alright, I got busloads of polka fans coming here tonight. Just eat golden retriever puppies and later hosen. Dancing to poke music. Yeah, they're gonna be real angry if they're not dancing to a fat guy in shorts playing umpa. And Joey's like, yeah, who who could blame them?
1: That's not the wind, that's my grandpa. Whoa, that's not <laughs> I hope you're not planning on singing crud like that tonight. Actually, I'm the comic slash roadie. I'll be opening for Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets tonight. What is this monkey garbage? Tonight is poker night. I book Big Papa and the Polka puppies. <laughs> There's been a horrible mix up. Oh, it's going to be horrible, all right. I got busloads of poker fans coming here tonight, and they're going to be real angry if they're not dancing to a fat guy in shorts playing Oopa. And who could blame
2: them? Ah. So, Jesse, Becky, and the twins come in, and Joy has to zip over there. Like, oh, excuse me for a second, sir. Yes, there's been a mix-up. So, Becky is carrying one of the they, and the other one's rubbing their eye. What time at night are they filming this? Those kids look exhausted. Oh, yeah, Joey goes over to Jesse and asks, hey, Jess, have you ever taken tuba lessons? And Jesse's like, what are you talking about, Joey? And Joey says, oh, we got a situation here. And DJ and Kimmy roll in, and DJ's like, Uncle Jesse. And Jesse's like, look, Joey, I'll get back to you on this tuba talk nonsense. So Jesse pulls DJ aside and says, "Listen, DJ, I need—I'm glad you're here, okay? Because I got to talk to you about Viper." And DJ says, like, "What did my dad call? Was he flipping out?" And Jesse says, "Well, yeah, he was, but don't worry. I mean, your uncle Jay calmed him down." And DJ says, "Oh, thanks, Uncle Jesse. At least someone in this family is cool." Uh, where's Viper? And Jesse says, "I fired him." And DJ kind of goes off on Jesse, like, what, what, you fired him? What, What? just because I'm dating him? And Jesse says, come on, DJ, I did it for your own protection. I know guys like this. He's a musician. And, like, I was a guy like this. He's young, he's wild, he's got an earring. And Jesse says, oh, my gosh, I'm starting to sound like my father. And Becky comes up and says, actually, you're more like my mother. And Jesse says, oh, yeah, right. And Jesse's like, oh, yeah, right. Like I make dry pot roasts and talk back to Matlock. And Becky corrects him like, no. <laughs> what I mean, do you think my mother was happy when I started dating you? I'd be like, your mom, try your dad. Your dad was trying to get Jesse to back out of the wedding. Because he didn't believe that he was right for you. Yeah, she says no. I had to show her there. There was more to you than long hair, rock and roll, and Harley. And DJ says, yeah, there's more to Viper too. I'm like, like what? And Kimmy says, yeah, have you seen him in tight jeans? Like Kimmy, that's not what she was referring to. And Jesse says, hey Kimmy, free pickled pig feet at the bar. Kimmy says, I'm there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm bad just thinking of it makes me want to gag and vomit.
1: Excuse me for just a second. Uh, Jess. What? Did you ever take tuba lessons? What are you talking about? Oh, we got a situation here. Uncle Jesse. I'll get back to you on the tuba talk. This is DJ. I'm glad you're here. I got to talk to you about Viper.
0: What? Did my dad call? Was he flipping out?
1: Uh, yeah, he was, but, uh, don't worry. Your Uncle Jay calm him down.
0: No oh, thanks, Uncle Jesse. At least somebody in this family is cool. Yeah.
1: Where's Viper? I fired him. You fired him? What, just because I'm dating him? Come on, I did it for your own protection. I know guys like this. He's a musician, you know? He's young, he's wild, he's he's got an earring. He... Oh, my God, I'm starting to sound like my father. <laughs>
0: Actually, you're more like my mother.
1: Oh, yeah, right, like I make dry pot roast and talk back to (laughs) Matlock.
0: What I mean is, do you think my mother was happy when I started dating you? Mm Mm-hmm. No. I had to show her that there was more to you than long hair, rock and roll, and a Harley. Yeah, there's more to Viper, too. Yeah. Have you seen him in tight jeans?
2: (laughs) Hey, Kimmy, free pickled pig feet at the bar. I'm there. So the manager starts going over to Jesse and Becky. He's like, hey, 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 hey. Joey jumps in right away. He's like, oh, you know, Jess, uh, speaking of polkas. And Jesse says, nobody was speaking of polkas. And Joey says, well, maybe we should. And this guy is thinking, oh, why aren't you in your costumes, your polka outfits? Where are your instruments? Yeah, the guy, is, again. Gesturing with the cigar in his hand says, Why aren't you in your polka costume? And Jesse asks, <laughs> in a gruff accent, Why aren't you in Brooklyn? I can't do that. <laughs> Why aren't you in Brooklyn? <laughs> this guy is a... Uh, he's like, look, the buses are here. People are filing in wearing their later hose and polka outfits. Like, hey, see, they're here. Like, and? And Becky asked, like, is there a dress code here that we're not aware of? So, uh, the guy's pretty much like, okay, there's a mix-up, basically, singing, so this band's just gonna do what? The band he wanted ain't there. He is just gonna have to use what he's got. He says, look, you're the band, and you're gonna be playing pokers. I, yeah, you know, now that Jesse brings us up, it, it's just his very, his fixation, this episode, is the fact that he's like, look, Jocko, I may be getting old, but I'm still young enough to rock. Dude, you're just over 30. He's acting like he's turning the equivalent of 50 in the 90s, where, for whatever reason, everyone thought, like, oh, 50's over the hill. Supposedly 40 is considered over the hill. I mean, maybe when I was, like, 16, I thought the same thing. But now that I'm going to be 41, I don't, to me, again, age is really just a number. If you are like, oh, I feel old because I'm blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, then you're gonna feel old. I mean, I work around teenagers all the time. I can't understand half of what they say. All these slang words. And I even brought up, someone brought in the employee break room, they brought you know, a couple older movies, you know, from my time, <laughs> the movie Big, I'm like, hey, y'all, you gotta watch Big, you gotta see that movie, you know, it's from, you know, 1988, and this one girl's like, 1988? <laughs> I mean, don't knock it until you tried it, it's, a, uh, it's such a good movie, I do plan on covering it for the Wonder Years podcast at some point. Yeah, he's like, there's no way I'm getting up on that stage playing any, any silly stinking polkas, all right? In fact, anyone dressed up like this should be taken into an alley and a big burly guy dressed up in hosen puts his big bear paw on Jesse's shoulder like, You want to say that out loud, what you're thinking, sir? Because I will definitely take you out back to the alley and do something to you. Of a physical nature. Yeah, he's just, now he's insulting a room full of people over there for the polkas. He says another thing. Anyone caught dead in these outfits? They ought to be taken out back and and then here we got big old Grizzly Adams with his bear paw just smacking down right onto Jesse's shoulder. Probably dislocating it in the process. Jesse immediately changes his tune and given an award for their fine, fine sense of action. He says, my, you look handsome today as he fingers the guy's later hose and strap or suspenders or whatever you call them. And the guy pats him on the back, like, hmm, that's better. He says, yeah, Je- Jesse's like, Look, I-, I would love to play a rousing rendition of polkas for you. But you know what? Tube is out getting detailed. And and Jocko's like, hey, you know what? That ain't a problem. I got some hosing in the back. I got instruments. You are out of excuses, buddy. You are playing regardless of whether you know how to play a tuba or not. And the thing is, Viper's standing off to the side here. This guy must have the polkas on the regular because he's got a whole room full of polka equipment and supplies. So... Viper makes his presence known to Jesse. like, well, I, I could help you out here, Jess. I mean, I used to uh, play in a polka band. But, of course, DJ gets his attention. He's like, I don't like how he calls her babe. It's just, I don't know. He's like, hey, babe, I was hoping you'd be here. And he immediately, again, he, like, dives in for her face. The way that he he just dives in, like... It's just ugh. so and Jocko's all like yeah, how are you gonna help Goldilocks? And Viper says, Well, I, I used to play a little polka. My dad had a polka band, big Hines and the polka dots. And Jocko immediately recognized him, like, you you're the little guy with the accordion, the tiny little one with the accordion. And Viper says, Yeah, tiny Hines. <laughs> And Jesse is surprised that Viper, I mean, even though he, yo, know, Jesse kicked him out of the band. It's like, wait, you, you, you're going to help me out even though I, you know, kicked you out of the band and everything? And Viper says, yeah. And I like how... Jesse lately kind of smacks his face like, yeah, you're all right, Tiny. And of course, Viper. I think I know, I think this is a good reason as in why Vi- he probably changed his name to Viper. We don't know what his name was prior to being nicknamed Tiny, but I can see where he probably wanted to get a different a- image, get away from, you know, the polka recognition and everything. And Jesse actually apologizes to Viper and DJ together saying, you know, look, I'm sorry I lost my head over this whole thing between you two. He says, I'm so so preoccupied with about getting old I forgot what it's like to be young. Oh my gosh. And he lets Viper rejoin the band. He's like, I would love to have you back in the band. So, Jocko has been standing there the whole time while this has been going on. He's like, Well, I'm glad we're happy, but if we don't start to hear some oompa pa soon, this cloud's gonna start turning. You no, know, he says, This cl- crowd's gonna turn ugly. And Joey turns and sees this big guy eating a sandwich and says, I think it's already turning. And Jesse says, Alright, I'm about to say- I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm sure Elvis never said. He says, let's poker, baby. I I, I I can't do all of uh, this. Hey, hey, hey. Uh,
1: speaking of pokers. Nobody was speaking of polkas. Perhaps we should. Uh, why aren't you in your poker costume? Why aren't you in Brooklyn? <laughs> come on, come on. The bosses are here. Huh? Look, they're here.
0: Is there a dress code we're not aware of?
1: I, I, you're the band and you're going to be playing polkas. Listen, Jocko. I may be getting old, but I'm still young enough to rock and roll. And there's no way that I'm getting up on that stage playing any silly stinking polkas, all right? Huh? And another thing. Anybody caught dead in these outfits, would to be taken out and back and y-
2: Jesse, <laughs> shut up.
1: And 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 given a, an award for their fine fine sense of fashion. Why <laughs> you look handsome today? Listen, I, I, I would love to play a, a a rousing rendition of a of a hopping polka for you, but gosh darn it, my tuba's out getting detailed. No problem. I have a room full of polka supplies. You're out of excuses, pal. Well, uh, I I can help you out here, Jess. Piper. Hey, babe. I was hoping you here. Hey, how are you gonna help, Goldilocks? Why? Well, I, I play a little polka. Uh, yeah, my dad used to have a band. Um, Big Heinz and the Polka Dots. Were you the kid with the little accordion? Yeah, that that was me. Tiny Heinz. Wait a minute. Can you help me out even though I uh, kicked you out of the band? Yeah. You're yeah, all right, Tiny. Uh, let's just stick with Viper. Right. Listen, guys, I'm... Uh sorry I lost my head over this whole thing between you two. I'm so preoccupied about getting old, I forgot what it's like to be young. And I'd love to have you back in the minute. You got it. Well, 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 I'm glad we're all happy now. But if we don't start to hear some oop pah pa soon, this crowd's going to turn ugly. <laughs> I think it's already turning to say something i'm sure elvis never said Bunch poker,
2: maybe. kimmy comes over and says hey see DJ, everything worked out just fine and here comes danny stephanie and michelle walking in the door becky is the one that sees danny first and she says uh you might want to hold that thought so dj is the one that goes over there first and she says dad i think we need to talk about me dating viper and Michelle is, like, shove my jaw on the floor. You're dating Viper? <laughs> Stephanie says, we thought you were dating Mongo. I think, uh, that man is at least over 30. I I don't see that being anything. And DJ's like, me and Mongo? What are you, insane? And Stephanie's like, DJ, say, this is exactly what happens when you hide your diary. You, if they'd have been in the kitchen around the same time Danny was, they would have figured it out. All they had to do was hang out for a couple seconds. Or they could have stayed outside they're right on the side of the, the house on the porch. I mean, normally you want to hide someone, go to a place where nobody else is. This The studio, the the front of the house, in front of the doors. There you go. So, Danny is willing to listen. He says, hey, you want to talk to me about you and Viper? That's great. Let's sit down. Let's talk. And he's like, all right, I'm listening. Like, okay. It's almost like he's trying to get her, like, convince me why I should let you date this guy. But, first of all, she does apologize for running out the way she did. And Danny tells her... But then again, it's like, this is not the first time that she has done this over a guy. Remember... Early season six with Steve when Danny said, I don't want you and Steve seeing each other anymore or for a while or whatever it was. And she's like, I'm going to see him whenever I want. Boom, she walks out. But the fact that he tells her, I can't tell you how much that hurt me, Deej. It's almost like she was choosing Viper, a guy, over her own father. But then again, it it just seems like, yeah, that is the cliche you tell. And why does it, honestly, it just, it feels like it's more so with girls than, g- maybe there is an example out there on television or in the movies of a teenage boy being told they can't see a girl, and they're like, I'm going to see them whenever I want. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a reverse effect in Roseanne, where uh, Roseanne and Dan corner Mark Healy, Becky's boyfriend, in uh, the Lobo bar, and say, I don't want you to see my daughter. And he says, well, hey, if if Becky wants to see me, she'll see me. So, yeah. Like, I can stay away from her, but I can't guarantee she's gonna stay away from me. (laughs) Exactly. So, she does clarify, yes, I wasn't doing it to hurt you. I mean, I was frustrated. You weren't listening to anything I was saying. It's like, No, but the fact that you came up there point blank and said, Hey, Dad, this is what I'm doing. You weren't honest about the relationship that you were in. You could have talked to him sooner, even though he would not have been okay with it regardless, whether you had done what you did or told him earlier. Even if they had both come to him and said, Mr. Tanner, your daughter and I were were in a relationship... I really care about her, and that kind of thing. He still, I don't think he would have been, I think the age thing also, but it's not so much the age thing, it's the fact that Danny witnessed Vipers' behavior during that song, and just the way he was just, acting out, and it's like, yeah, I get it. You're in a rush. You're, you like that song, and you are mimicking probably bands you saw in music videos or on stage do the same thing. It might be Jesse's band, but that is Danny's house, hands down. Yeah, she tells him, you just made your mind up about Viper, and that was it. It's like, well, has Viper really shown... He, he hasn't been able to see this guy interact with you other than making out with you. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't have any good examples of Viper. Basically, he's seeing, Danny's seeing you making out with him, on, sneaking around, and then also him bashing his guitar into an amp and everything like that. If I were Danny, I would have said the same thing. Like, I don't think so. You're 17. You're still living under this roof. You're not, we're not doing this. It's just, it just, honestly, it makes me think of when, you yeah, know, it was a fraternity reunion episode in season three where DJ and Kimmy were trying to take the big TV upstairs and they put it on the railing and somehow it wound up being smashed on the living room floor. Anyway, he says, I don't want Kimmy coming over here. I don't want you guys to see each other. And DJ saying, oh, she's my best friend. But the fact that he says, and this is after Kimmy left. He says, you know, I don't know what you see in her. I don't even know how you became friends in the first place. I mean, all she does is... (laughs) She doesn't even get good grades. The only reason if she does is because she copies your homework. (laughs) She's just like, I don't know what you see in her. I don't even know how you became friends in the first place. It just feels like this is what he'd basically be saying about Viper. Like, I don't know what you see in him. So far, what I've witnessed, I'm not impressed by this guy. And he says, look, I'm your father. Don't I have any say in who you go out with? I mean, I get it. She is 17. She does need to learn to make make her own decisions in relationships. However, now, if this guy was becoming physically or verbally abusive with DJ, oh, you would bet Jesse and Danny and Joey, even Becky, would be raining holy terror on this guy. That is where I feel that would be safe to step in, if he were mistreating her in any way. Or even when I get to DJ's choice and him just alert, he just breaks up with her. It's like, one minute we're dating and then the next boom, it's just it's too much. And he's like, I gotta, I can't do this. And if I were Danny and I told that I'm like, you know what? I knew you were not good enough for my daughter. I knew it. I had you pegged the whole time. And to answer his question, she just, and she's got a raised eyebrow. like, no. I went out with one person and my family was fine with him. In fact, he was the answer to their prayers from what I was told. So, yeah. And he is like, uh, you know, it's not too late to change your answer. And I like what she says here. She says, Dad, look, I love you and I respect your opinion. But you have to respect the fact that who I date is up to me. That's the thing. DJ is a smart girl. She knows how to get out of a situation with a guy. And the one that comes to mind is Pete from Five's a Crowd. She was uncomfortable in the situation that he was putting her in. And she got out of it. This girl can take care of herself. And he says, you know, I know that. And I do. I do respect that. And, you know, that who you date is up to you. And he says, "He says, I know I flip out sometimes. And he does. He does tend to overreact. I mean, he goes in, like, like shouting and then backing off and asking questions later. After. Like this. They're, they're sitting down. They're hashing it out. They're talking it out. Their feelings. How they... Handle the situation. Maybe you know, just trust me. I respect you. Just trust me to make right decisions. That's what I really, honestly love about the relationship that he has with them. And it just feels, you throughout the eight seasons, it just it's always been these talks with Danny and DJ. For the most part, it's always been Danny and DJ. I mean, you do get some episodes that have. Danny with with Stephanie and the ones I refer to are the I'm not DJ with the earrings, the Honey I Broke the House episode, the um the smoking episode. Yeah, you know where he sits down and kind of you know, but it's more like her having a problem not coming to him, or something happening and he has to sit down and speak with her. Uh, another one with DJ and Danny is a good one is the the Shape Up episode. You know, because he is, she is his firstborn. And if you think about it, in a way, it feels like DJ did have to grow up quite a bit. I mean, even with Danny, you know, but then you had Jesse and Joey, but it just feels like DJ was almost a motherly figure to Stephanie and, and Michelle in a way. She really, yeah, she did have to kind of grow up and, you know, help take care of her sisters. I mean, the guys were there to help and everything, but again, they had jobs. They had to work. They did what they could when they could. But it was DJ that provided that motherly, womanly influence until Becky came into the picture, which it just felt like with Becky, and I know I'm kind of rambling going off track of the episode, but it, just, it feels like she's mainly with DJ. We get the scenes with her and DJ. With the advice and everything. She's like a substitute mother. With Stephanie, we got maybe one episode of that. And that would have been the crushed episode in Season 5, where she gives her advice. Um, and Michelle, the only one I can honestly think of is the Michelle a la carte episode from Season 7. That these The only real time that we had any one-on-one Michelle and Becky scenes, except for... The season five where Michelle's setting up Danny with her teacher who's old enough to be Danny's mother. But anyway, back to the episode. And he says, you know, the truth is, I do trust your judgment, DJ. And she says, thanks, Dad. That means a lot to me. And they hug over that long, pointy four-corner table know why, honestly, but I like DJ's hair. It is on point this episode. It is so nice. It is so good. And that black, like, it's like kind of a blackish leatherish kind of jacket, jeanish jacket a little bit, but I really like it. And Danny says, but when they break from the hug, but Viper? And DJ says, Dad, there's a lot of things you don't know about him. i like, List the qualities I want to know about Viper because we didn't get to really learn anything about Nelson except for he has money. Yeah, like he's like yeah, okay, like what? And DJ says like he's a really decent guy. I'm like okay, get, can you give me an example or maybe a couple of examples of that? What do you? What does she know about him? Like. What was he... We know... We learned that he was in a polka band. Okay, great. What else do we know about him? Um, he likes to smash guitars into amps. Um, he's got a tattoo. He's got long hair. I, <laughs> those are just physically attri- like attribute-like things. I mean, I mean, personality-wise. And, oh yeah! The fact that she even brings up the fact that Viper wanted to tell you... About us. Yeah, he's like, I hate this sneaking around. I want to be honest with your dad and everything. Like, I want to, you know, that I I care about you and we care about each other. I like that sweetness act aspect. And she says he's sweet and caring and he looks really good in leather shorts as she's seeing him in leather shorts. He's got the polka outfit on, the red hat with the little tuft of yellow feather on the side. He's got the, yeah. That's cool, he's got an accordion?
0: <laughs> See Deed, everything worked out just fine. Uh, you might want to hold that thought. <laughs> Dad, we need to talk about me and Viper. You are dating Viper? <laughs> we thought you were dating Mongo. Me and Mongo? What are you, insane? but well, see this is exactly what happens when you hide your diary
1: okay you want to talk to me about you and viper let's talk i'm listening
0: dad i'm sorry i ran out like that
1: i can't tell you how much that hurt me Deej.
0: well i didn't do it to hurt you i was frustrated You weren't listening to anything I was saying. You just made your mind up about Viper, and that was it.
1: Look, I'm your father. Don't I have any say over who you go out with? No. It's not too late to change your answer.
0: (laughs) Dad, I love you, and I respect your opinion. But you have to respect the fact that who I date is up to me.
1: I know that. And, And I do flip out sometimes. Truth is, I, I do trust your judgment, DJ. Thanks,
0: Dad. That means a lot to me.
1: Good Vibe? Uh,
0: Dad, there's a lot of things you don't know about
1: him. Yeah, like what? Like, no, he's a really decent
0: him. guy. I mean, he wanted to tell you. really good leather shorts
1: Willkumen and what's happening presenting for your polka enjoyment polka haunt and uh, his beer sausage seven
2: weird So yeah, they're playing Kisses, uh, a polka version of Kisses, I want to rock and roll all night. And that is very creative. I kind of wonder what other songs they could take and try to make a polka version out of. And of course, someone who's really famous for polka, Weird Al Yankovic. He has got a lot of good polka songs. Or the mashup of songs that he does in polka form, which is just really cool, too. So, yeah, that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, The best and worst outfits, of course, you heard me say them throughout the episode. I hope you were listening because I can't remember what they were. Usually these episodes, I tend to record over a period of a handful of days, sometimes a week, and I don't want to go back and figure out what I said, so... That being said, alright, we have officially finished the Jesse musical career journey. So with August coming up, of course, I will be covering season seven's The Prying Game and Season 8's Claire in Present Danger, where Danny is dating Claire, she is mom, and Steph- Gia get too wrapped up. The, oh my gosh, if my dad marries, your mom we will be sisters and we can do this all the time. And basically, poor little Michelle feels left out. I really hate that Gia just always talks down to Michelle, calling her little Michelle. It's like, girl, you're in my house. And even, I mean, come on, Gia. I mean, Stephanie should be like, hey, that's my little sister. I get it, you raise each other, but Layoff and Michelle basically, uh, <laughs> she feels the only way she's gonna get noticed by Gia and Stephanie is if she acts older, which does not work for her. And let me just say, Danny gives Michelle a look that would turn anyone's stomach, as far as yeah, that is the first time that Michelle at the age that she's at, of age eight or nine, talks back to Danny. And I remember when I saw that for the first time, I'm like, oh, this has never happened that I can think of. No, it hasn't, in fact. In all eight uh, you know, seasons prior, no, she has never given lip to Danny. She has never talked back to him. I just like the 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 hard stare that he get levels her with like excuse me young lady Daddy just hear you right you wanna change your tune or that tone <laughs> So yeah alright So look forward to that in August and then of course in September we have the best friends series which is going to be Pal Joey from Season 2, Season 4's Good News, Bad News with Kimmy and DJ fighting again. What else is new? And then, of course, wrapping it up with... Actually, I'm sorry. No, it's going to be Pal Joey from Season 2, Dr. Dare Rides again from Season 3, and then Good News, Bad News from season four, because I always go in order of season, that's how I do it, so. Alright, Tanner Teachable moment, um, I'm gonna say, maybe get to know somebody before you outrightly judge them based on their appearance, or their, I mean, again, I don't have teenagers, I don't have any kids, so I don't know what the protocol is for when your kids start dating, and how you judge their prospective suitors you sit them down and talk to them for the first time get to know them a little bit ask questions or you're like I trust my kid to make good judgment calls so that's on them I would think probably what if it becomes a regular thing where they're dating them on the regular and it's serious then you kind of sit them down and say hey I want to get to know this person more that kind of thing so all right, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And again, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet and you'd like to, go to iTunes, search Full House or Fuller House Podcast and leave a review. All five-star reviews do have a podcast. Get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. If you'd like to leave an email for the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast@gmail.com. Bye-bye, everyone.